0: Okay. Hello, what's up, guys? It's Giri for another podcast about space farming this time. Today, I have my colleague, uh, Davi Souza from Brazil. Hi, Davi. Hello, everyone. Hello, Girina. So, yes, talking about Davi, like uh, I met Davi in uh, one of the analog uh, habitat missions uh, in a virtual way. Which happened at 2020, probably, I guess, with Professor Zulio. Exactly. And yeah. But, it, it was mission 48, <laughs> I believe. Expedition yeah. Yeah, 48, 48. yeah. Log mission 48.
1: I would that Matthew is on mission uh 107, right? At
0: that time. The so- the the alumni <laughs> memories are yeah. going on, still you guys are in contact. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we guys, you know, like, uh, thought of talking about space farming this, this, uh, the, for this episode. And personally, I know Davi has been working with space farming for like last three to four years, I guess. Yeah, and three years. Davy, Yeah, I've seen Davi's progress, uh, in space farming. It's really impressive. So I thought of sharing some thoughts on space farming because, you know, like, most of the people don't know about space farming. And, also, Davi is an automation and electrical engineer. If I'm not wrong,
1: exactly, man. Now, yeah. I think the process, in the process of it of becoming that, you know, yeah. I almost finished my graduation course in electrical engineering, but my my research focus is on automation and control systems.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like a mechatronics engineer. I'm like kind of oriented towards Davi side, and you see, like as you see like we, we study space like mechatronics and you know like there is interested on space agriculture this this just shows how diverse the space industry is and we thought of sharing our thoughts about space farming this time devi you can introduce yourself if i have left out something you can just talk you know
1: sure uh well first of all thank you very much for having me for have invited me it's a big pleasure to be here and contribute with your podcast, Um, and also to share, to spread some of the knowledge regarding space agriculture topics. It's really awesome to be here. I I love to talk about space agriculture, so you will see myself here, really enthusiastic with the process of answering the questions. But anyway, um, I'm David Souza. I am uh, an electrical engineering student, as Jirna has mentioned it. I have 23 years old and uh, like three years ago, I started, I can say that my space journey uh, during this, uh, this period of uh, at university, trying to start some research and conduct some specific research in a, a topic that like motivates me. And uh, well, I started to research about space uh, and I realized that I could integrate the engineering aspects with sustainability and apply that to space. So this was a kind of a really interesting thing that happened to me once I realized that, that I could integrate two things that I like to talk and apply that to space. So just for, you know, uh, before that, Space for me was only about NASA. So (laughs) things has changed a lot during this process. Now I am a a researcher focused on the topic of controlled environmental agriculture, CEA topics, uh, and uh, technological applications for agriculture and cultivation systems in extreme environments. So no matter if we are uh, in a desert, in Antarctica or in space, uh, technological uh, applications can be really useful to us to support, I'd say, like that to support agricultural activities. So, um, for now, I am also um, I am a researcher at Habitat Space Analog Station. I am in a collaboration academic project with an university in uh, Czech Republic, uh, researching about agriculture topics also. I am a, an electrical engineering 10 at Pink Farms, the first uh, urban and vertical farming in Latin America. And also uh, recently, I have become a co-founder and COO of a space, Brazilian space startup called Epe.spaceBR, which is Brazil. So uh, we are focusing in science, technology and space here in Brazil. So That's a brief introduction about me.
0: (laughs) Just an awesome portfolio, (laughs) Davi. Awesome portfolio. Yeah, this is the reason why I invited David to this podcast because you know, like we need someone who has some some something interesting going on in space industry, especially. Because if you call like more professional people. It, it, it can create some boundary, but I know Devi personally and uh, he's very friendly and I have seen him growing in, uh, you know, like space farming and is really focused on space farming and space education for uh, more young people. He's also like talking about space space farming in different uh, different mediums, like a lot of different channels, a lot of YouTube, a lot of podcasts. So Having Debbie is like, is the best, like, for space farming is like the best uh, thing I have done in this podcast, I guess. So, yeah, talking about, uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming to the podcast and agreeing, you know, like, yeah. Talking about space farming, why it's really essential for us. Like, at this time, we have a lot of things going on in the world, but a lot of people are asking why space farming is very essential for the mankind right now at this time. What do so, you feel about uh, this,
1: topic? Okay, I, I will start talking about like the interest in space agriculture, space farming uh, is not a thing that is happening nowadays, just for, you know, like research uh, about cultivating crops in space has been conducted since the uh, early sixties like by uh Soviet Union, Russian, also uh US. They have been conducted a lot of research on that, like with Skylab, uh, biosatellites, and all of these. So this is uh this was an interest uh like in the early times of space uh space exploration like say, let's say like that but for now considering the interest not only in uh, like going to the moon again, uh, like, you know like sending uh, humans to the moon again or even reaching Mars. We are thinking now in establish a self-sufficient base like or settlement on moon Mars and no matter where in space, like it can be uh, another space station. It can be uh, like a transportation system if we have humans, we need to have food. This is highly necessary. But once we go far, even far from Earth, the need for, uh, for food become different because like if now we have astronauts uh, in this International Space Station, like it's really fast to send food, like to send de- dehydrated food or pre-packaged food Uh, for the astronauts. It's fast, but if we go to moon, this is, it has a delay. If we go to Mars, even more. So the nutritional value of food start to decrease of this uh, prepackaged food started to to decrease. So uh, that's why we, we need to start researching about space agriculture in a manner that okay, how can we do that in space and do that efficiently? Because uh, it's a critical system. So for now, we have, uh, we have a lot of, uh, let's say, uh, means of research that, has been, that are being conducted on Earth and also in space. I, I can mention some projects here by considering terrestrial projects with space applications we have like, uh, maybe you won't see that but jirinat can see my background here i am kindly of inside of eden iss which is a greenhouse located in antarctica it's a project conducted by uh, dlr the, the germany german space agency
0: yeah, I will just uh, add a picture of it <laughs> when uh, when it's course. you know like when we are posting about our podcast, I will just post a picture of it and yeah we can just talk talk more about it you know like sure. yeah yeah so, yeah talking about DLR talking about DLR you can just explain more about the project and yeah
1: sure of course so uh, this is uh, a greenhouse like. The Eden ISS is also called the FEG. It's like Future Exploration Greenhouse. So uh, over there, we have uh, two containers in the middle of Antarctica, like in the middle of nowhere. And they are cultivating a lot of crops in a sustainable way, like with a circular system, uh, uh, totally controlled environment. So it shows us that the technologies allow us to do incredible things. Who, who else will think and cultivate crops in Antarctica? Come on. <laughs> like, so once they started to think about space agriculture, we can start thinking about cultivating crops in extreme environments on Earth. The Eden ISS is one example. I can bring you other, other examples like the Habitat mat Project, the one which I'm the researcher, and I'm, current, uh, I'm the responsible for the greenhouse activities for now remotely, in a remotely way, uh, but we have there the Biohabitat Greenhouse. It's a greenhouse located in the middle of the semi-arid region of Brazil. So uh, here is uh, the Biohabitat Greenhouse is in the Northeast, Region of Brazil, uh, that region, as I mentioned, is a semi-arid region. It's uh, it faces a lot of droughts, high temperatures. So, cultivating crops there also is not that easy. So, we, we we needed to think about what are the technological solutions that we can implement there uh, will allow us to cultivate crops in these regions. So. Uh, I am, I, I'm bringing here to you two extreme examples. Like we have the Antarctica, which is too cold and we have the semi region, which is really hot. So if we start thinking that both of them can allow us to think about cultivating crops in space, that's awesome because it shows us how space can, be, uh, can support us in different manners, like here on earth, no. so uh, these two projects. These are only two examples. We have other examples. I can mention here the Biosphere Two, which is huge complex of uh, like also cultivating crops, cultivating trees, uh, different ecosystems in one uh, controlled chamber. Let's say like that. We have uh, the Mars, uh, the uh, Mars Lunar Greenhouse, which is a greenhouse. Um, for um, research proposals at the University of Arizona. So we have a lot of examples, and considering the systems that are being implemented in space, for now, we have into operation at the uh, International Space Station, the uh, Veggie, which is, let's say, a uh, space garden, and we have the APH system, the Advanced Plant Habitat, with, which is uh, really controlled chamber that both systems are allowing the astronauts aboard uh, uh, the ISS to cultivate crops and even eat these crops in space. So we have the first uh, veggie meal uh, in space. Like maybe four years ago, uh, the astronaut Scott Kelly has uh, has tasted the first uh, space vegetable. So this is a huge thing considering. All of this process of starting to cultivate crops in space, starting researching that here on Earth and then send it to space again and see what we can learn with that and what are uh, the best, let's say, the best solutions to implement in future habitat, in future sustainable uh, systems, let's know, in sustainable settlements on Moon and Mars. So this is Kind of a pathway that we are having for now. Just for you to know, uh, NASA is planning to send another cultivation chamber to add an ISS. Uh, this will be called uh, maybe Oasis greenhouse.
0: Oasis, oasis, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oasis. So
1: let's let's uh, stay in touch with that to know more about how to what to expect in this in this system. Because I believe it will provide us a lot of outcomes, future outcomes in space agriculture topics, and I'm really anxious for that. So I, I, I'm looking for all this research and knowing about the results. So um, let's wait about it.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, just just a quick uh, question about your interest in space farming. At what point you realized? at what point you realized that you know you 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 want to choose space farming as your passion in passion now like let's let's go back to 3 to 4 years ago the point yeah. where that we just turned turned this ice back on space farming from automation and control systems uh like yeah, I just want to know at which moment you decided to go on space farming. What interested you to go on space farming?
1: Well, this is a kind of interesting story. Uh, let's go back four years ago, as you has mentioned it. Um, I was starting my graduation course. Just for you to know, I am also a, an electrical technician. So I finished my technician and then I went to the graduation, like uh, really fast, you know, like six months then. Once finished my my technician, I started graduation. But uh, as the final uh, work of the technician course, uh, I was with good knowledge in control and automation and sensoring systems, especially implementing microcontrollers at the beginning, I was, we focused in Arduino technology. Just for, you know, it's a kind of um, like a controller that allows us to program, make, make coding really simple. Like there is a lot of possibilities of using censoring uh, and automation uh, w- w- applications with Arduino. So uh, it's a kind of a brain system. <laughs> Let's say like that in a general way.
0: Uh, Let's say want... in a simple way, it's like a small, small CPU. Yeah. Yeah, yeah small, small, small person computer where you can carry, you know.
1: Yeah, good one. Yeah, with and also with educational proposals, like Arduino is really useful for that too. So yeah. I have, during the technician, I had a good experience with Arduino. I knew it that, okay, I can implement that uh, in something, like I can look for some applications. But uh, my family came from the countryside. So my like my grandgrandfather, grandfather, let's say like that, like he, he was a farmer. And then my, my family started the process of transitioning from the farmer to our human center. Um, so I was born in a human center, but I always liked like grow crops like my my grandmother has a garden, so I always loved about plants and all of this. And I realized that, okay, I can try to figure out how to implement that in a way that um, like it, it will support farming in a way, uh, no matter how, but I can think a way of doing that, implementing, integrating that. So I, once I realized that it could be useful to start building smart greenhouses, so this was a kind of very interesting uh, discovery for myself. And then I started. I started to prototype my final work project. Like it, I, I called the smart a smart cultivator. It's a smart cultivation chamber, um, like with really simple. Uh, like process implement, using Arduino, just implementing uh, like the automation of lighting, irrigation, and also ventilation systems with some sensorings. So anyway, um, then I came to the graduation course. I finished this, this project, this prototype, and I, come, I came to a, a professor. Um, at the university, just talking about this project and telling him that I, am, I was really interested in these topics. And he came to me and told me that, hey, there is a project here at UFRN, which is the, my university, okay? Just for you know, the UFRN is like the acronym of uh, Federal University of Rio Grande do Norte. And uh, uh, this professor came to me, and told me, hey, there is a project. Something Mars, <laughs> he told me like that, but it's something Mars uh, related to Mars. And they Wait, let me helped. guess
0: is it Professor Julio?
1: Not Professor Julio, it was another professor which has recommended me like something Mars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I started researching about that and I, I discovered Professor Julio, you know, and I like. I started to research more and more about the project. Like I realized that Tatmati was committed with the sustainable development goals. And I started researching about that to not arrive to Professor Julio without any, let's say, background. You know, like I wanted to come to him and really start researching on topics that I was interested. In. And um, I looked for the project I realized how awesome this could be for me! And I came to Professor Julio and I told him, "Hey, I'm very interested in smart uh, solutions like technologies for greenhouses. I saw that your project has a greenhouse, which is not uh, with is not operating uh, for now. And uh, like recently, I have uh, I have celebrated three years of my first space analog mission." I started on mission 10. So as, as oh, I mentioned- that's Laptop. awesome. Yeah, like-
0: that's After
1: awesome.
0: 100, 100
1: missions, <laughs> I'm now here talking with you. And uh, I arrived there at Habitat There was an area with 12 square meters um, mm-hmm. for the Biolabitat greenhouse, but with nothing. Like, even without a roof, you know, like, It it was just an area for uh, cultivation and agriculture purpose but without any system. And then we started the process of building the system. We started with, uh, uh, which is called an aquaponics system. You can even talk more about the system, Uh, but talking about this timeline for you just briefly, um, we started building one aquaponics system in this 12 square meters area. And then we have become the first space analog station in the world to have a regular cultivation system because the aquaponics systems allow us to make it regular, like cultivate crops regularly, uh, different from other analog stations, which uh, they like do. They make uh, research with space agriculture during, during the missions, not during the whole process, you know, like different, let's say different crews arriving there and having the same system. So uh, we have started with this one aquaponics system. It's called grow bed. It's a kind of an ebb and flow technique. And then uh, we have increased this area for more than 160 square meters. So uh, for now we have two aquaponics systems into operation over there in Avdat Marte. We have also uh, some areas inside of the the greenhouse for like conventional agriculture, like just researching about how to provide outreach, you know, like showing farmers, local farmers, how to use some technological uh, solutions for conventional agriculture also. And then we started researching about protocols for space farming, uh, understanding about technologies, operation, uh, let's say, uh, knowledge transfer. And for now, like I'm really committed with that, considering that I, I am, I'm, for now I'm not uh, in my, my state. I am Sao Paulo, I'm located in Sao Paulo and the Habitat market is located in uh, Rio Grande do Norte. So, but I still conduct activities in a remote way. So I am, for now I'm kind of, Um, greenhouse mission control (laughs) so i support the astronauts which are having in-person missions over there in habitat Martin, and i support them during the protocol so i uh for now we are researching about that but it was a process of knowing about agriculture knowing about the system deploying this system and then starting to make this, let's say, operate in an efficient way, in a regular way. So it was a process that allowed me a lot lot of experience in arriving in the whole process. Uh, Let's say, taking an overview of the whole process, it made me fall, I I, I fell in love with space agriculture during this whole process. Like I realized that I implemented, uh, I have discovered the thing that I really want to implement uh, during my professional career, like I really want to go deeper in these topics, researching even more. And a big dream, I'd say like that. For now, I have a big dream to become a future uh, greenhouse chief
0: in a future market and habitat. Yeah. So. Good luck with that, <laughs> devi Good luck. Thank you very much. Like I'm, I'm damn sure that you you will succeed because yeah, I will see you growing in the years and. Uh, yeah space as we say space is for everyone and uh, all for one one for all so so yes let's expect that we'll be working and yeah it was pretty awesome story that you know like how have you grown all these years and uh, talking about the projects which you are currently working right now Uh, What are the projects you're currently working on space farming? Uh, I mean, like, if you're interested to share share any information, that would be cool, you know? like I know there are some confidential information will be there when it comes to research and uh, development in space industry. If you want, yeah, you can share on the topics which you are working currently.
1: Sure, of course. Uh, Well, uh, as I mentioned, uh, that, that Marty... I am currently focused in hybrid missions. So this is the research that I'm conducting for now. I'm even uh, going, probably I will be going to the ISIS uh, conference the International Conference on Environmental Systems this year uh, to present this this research. Like we um, we have implemented, we have let's say integrated the concept of in-person missions with the remote m- missions like the online missions which one uh, JNAT has participated in. and uh, considering these both approaches we have integrated in one hybrid mission so as i mentioned i am currently in another state of brazil like far from abdati but i still support the activities over there so in a hybrid way so uh, the astronauts conduct the activities over there. The analog astronauts do the protocols, do the maintenance activities, the management practices, and all, let's say, supported by me. I have
0: like a mission uh, like control
1: a, center. Yeah, for the greenhouse, especially for the greenhouse. <laughs> uh, this, this is one project that I'm working on with Professor Julio and also the other uh, researchers, which are which are participated like currently at Aptat Marti. One, um, one of them is, um, is Luisa Santos. Uh, she's, uh, say, let's say like, Luisa is a project manager. So she has no background uh, in, in agriculture topics. And uh, like, she's becoming uh, more familiar with these topics considering that I am supporting her activities over there. So it, it's very interesting. This is a very interesting research. Um, another one that I am currently, currently working with some friends it was a really interesting thing. I have participated recently last, last year uh, in a course called space kind course, uh, which is a course, uh, let's say, uh, developed by uh, Loretta Wetsides from, uh, she's a uh, former, uh, former, former uh, astronaut from Virgin Galactic. Um, and she has implemented this kind of mentorship, and I have made some friends with the same interests. So uh, we have a group uh, which which we have interest in ecosystems, like environmental control and life support systems. And we are currently working in a project called Bridges. Bridges is a kind of uh, like the the acronym is. Uh, biologically reliable integration uh, of for ground um, and, and earth, earth and space environment. So uh, with bridge we are uh, we are researching. We are still in a researching phase, uh, like trying to understand what are the main gaps in space agricultural research like in the previous year, because we have realized one thing. Um, This is really common in some research topics. Like let's say that someone has started research about one cultivation system and then they have a lot of good results. But once they have a bad result, like something went wrong on this project. So they just stop doing that and we have a gap that's why we have bridges so we have a gap over there so we have another project that someone has conducted a lot of good research but no one else has continued with that it happened something that someone like stopped it from there so we have another gap so we are building bridges into these research topics to understand better what went wrong in these projects, And now we are trying to propose something like kind of a standardized uh, concept for greenhouses to implement in like space analog habitats, like researching about space agriculture and space analog habitats. So what are the features that we need to consider uh, to build a standardized concept For a project for like current space analog habitats or even ISS because we already know that veggie is different from APH Let's see how OASIS will be so we don't we do not have a standardized process over there, so the data from veggie. It will be totally like it, it will be similar in some ways, but the considerations on on both systems are different so like. We have on veggie uh, semi-automated systems. On APH, we have a totally closed and automated system. So this is different ways of research. So we are trying to build this standardized concept. This is another project. I'm yeah. uh, currently, uh, go ahead, Gina.
0: Yeah, yeah, just wanted to ask you something. It's like a trial and error, like making mistakes and uh, learning from it, like every time, like yeah. those kind of suggestions, yeah? Yeah, yeah we that, are researching
1: yeah we are like looking for previous research like in different concepts different projects like understanding the russian projects for example like the early in the 6th the projects conducted in 60s understanding what went wrong what was the problems so we are trying to really build bridge make this bridge into these gaps you know uh, it's it's a really interesting research like we Are having a lot of fun during this process because we are realizing a lot of things, and for now, also, this is another project that I, uh, I will have the opportunity uh, to present uh, during the ISIS conference. So, these are the two projects that I'm currently working on uh, for space agriculture topics, and also, um, I am for now, I'm working on pink farms, which is, a, as I mentioned, a vertical farming and vertical and urban farming. I'm for now interested in, in like conduct some personal research because I got interested in the topic and just to conduct some personal research, like how to, how um, the learnings from uh, vertical and urban farming can, can allow us to figure out solutions for space farming and like, how, how to integrate both ideas. This is another thing that I'm working on. And finally, uh, with my, my startup, uh, we are currently focused on some topics of educational and training for uh, professional in space in the space sector. But like, considering my background, I am I, uh, like, let's say during this year, we are planning some courses like, first of all, for training professionals, like empowering uh, youth for space sector in Brazil. This is the first course that we are, uh, that we will propose during this year. And the second one will be more focused in agriculture. So we are focusing in like bringing some ideas, some concepts of agriculture for schools, you know, like for uh, students, uh, and more children to become familiar with these topics and using space as a motivator factor, you know, like as a motivating factor, like just to inspire these kids and show them that uh, space is, is here also to inspire us and like showing my, let's say my, my pathway, my personal pathway, it has motivated me a lot. So I become a, a professional in the space sector with agriculture with my, my life. I'd say my happiness, I share my happiness during these projects, I share my love, and uh, this is why we want uh, to spread that for children and for the youth here in Brazil.
0: Yeah, yeah, same, I feel that we actually, I, 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 I personally, like for myself, like uh, when I was young, I used to, you know, like uh, my, my my dad bought me a telescope and, you know, like, th- that's where I had, like, a small turning point, like, because we had some of the guys who were talking about space and astronomy. And they guys, what they guys did was that uh, they, they guys were, like, bringing telescopes. They were talking about space and yeah that, like the same way you guys did uh, they yeah. they came to my school and uh, they they started talking about all these things and uh, yeah th- that was like a dream for me to work in the space industry and now this is where i am you know like talking with people in space working on some space related stuff like uh, for me personally it's like uh, i'm more into 3d printing and uh, yeah, so something related with uh, with you yeah, know like, it's it's like that system. Yeah.
1: yeah, like this is one thing that like I'm currently talking with people. Like it's a kind of making a similarity with agriculture. It's a kind of a, we are germinating one seed, you know, one seed of dreams, one one seed of inspiration. Like this is what happened to you. This is what happened to me. Like, we are allowing people to see the possibilities. We are allowing these children to see the possibilities, not like for, uh, to become a professional in the space sector. This is like, no matter what they want to do, like we we talk about the space journey, but not in the the way that, hey, we will become a professional in the space sector. No, this is not the, the idea of space journey that we are implementing here in Brazil. Uh, the idea of space journey is the idea of throughout yourself in the middle of the nowhere like of the you know right you know um uh, like the astronauts just like go to space like the universe of possibilities that they have you know like they do they do not expect expect anything they just go and like follow their purpose like follow the mission goals you know this is the idea that we want to bring with the space journey, like bring the idea of like, explore the, you know, explore your, uh, let's say your thoughts, explore your, uh, your skills, you know, and do that in a way that space do with us, to inspire, to motivate, to bring solutions for us, for people, for our, uh, let's say, for our planet, for our spaceship, you know, This is what what we are doing here in Brazil with um, my startup uh, at PaySpace VR, you know. Yeah, you can Uh, send
0: a page of your startup as well. We can just try to share it to more people. And for me personally, like like a lot of people, when I I try to say about this uh, Martian, uh, you know, settlements and uh, a lot of people had these questions about uh, refueling of uh, spaceships because like so- some people think that, you know, like when uh, we go, like, let's say we go land with Mars, but how we guys are going to come back? Like yeah. a lot of people say that you're dreaming, you're dreaming. Like, for, sure. like I-, I would like to make a statement here. Maybe we guys were dreaming when we are in the schools, but we are setting goals now. We are the ones who are setting the goals and we will be making more children to make the dreams to set into their goals. You know, like their dreams yeah. should be converted to goals. We, are, we, 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 we will be the ones who will be like inspiring more children to come into space industry and make make the mankind more multiplanetary. So yeah, the, what 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 you're doing now is really impressive. And, uh, and, and an awesome job to be honest like where when you when you when you try to see, like say about uh, space education among the children this this is something really important when uh, talking about the subjects in the schools like a lot of people try to like have astronomy as like small part of their science lessons but not you know like like an, like like more you know ex expanded way like more explanative so it just creates some some curiosity and that's where the people like us like mostly you you have a startup now so people like you need to like step in and you know like teach teach more students this 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 should be done from all the people from like space industry like teach more children bring bring more people in like let's let's try to push more people in space and let's grow together you know like people will be yeah. teaching you that like the knowledge transfer is really important when i say it about the refueling like about uh in the mars i was i guess i was uh, in the grade four i said we will just set up set up a network in another planet <laughs> other planet and we will just try to refuel from the resources we have on the planet most of the people laughed at me. Yeah. But look at us now, like (laughs) it's going crazy. Like people are going for space mining, (laughs) space farming. Like we, we guys are the ones who are just, you know, trying to talk about what's like, what, like we guys are setting the goals instead of dreams, like in the young ages, but a lot of teams are getting destroyed by, you know, like people around them, like opinions, but No one is ready to teach them some basics about space. This
1: is uh, just to complement what you are talking. uh, This is a really interesting thing. And this is uh, especially for you that are are listening to this podcast, like in the order, you know, the order screen, let's say like that. Uh, This is a a mesh that I bring to all of people engaged with space. Uh, like, as Jirinata has mentioned, uh, we, we need to make this dream become a goal. But we, for now, that are engaged with space, we have the knowledge. We need to make these children have this goal to become an accomplishment. We need to provide them the ways, the means, like to make this goal become an accomplishment. Like this, this started with a dream, like the seed. We have germinated the seed. The seed has started to grow, as you mentioned, you know, like we have something that has become a, that goal, but we, we need to make them, like we need to make these children, these professionals, these individuals, like to really harvest the fruits of this seed, you know, really, really hard. So having accomplishments, like started realize that, hey, it has started as a dream. And now I'm doing that. You know, So we have this power. We, from the space sector, we have the knowledge. We need to spread that knowledge. This is a thing that I, I'm always talking to everyone in the space sector. Like if we have this knowledge, who else will do that? Will spread that knowledge for us? No one else, because we have this knowledge, you know? Yeah. So we need to inspire these people. We need to show them not only, this is a thing that I was talking to Gideon previously uh, from uh, from starting here at the podcast. So it's really common to listen when I talk that I'm researching about space agriculture. People say, hey, there's a lot of people uh, facing hunger. Why are, are, are you talking about Cultivating on Mars, this is no sense from your side. And I just bring to them, hey, there's a lot of things that you are not considering during this process. We have the space spin-offs. The spin-offs allow us to use space technology in a way that support here on earth to allow a sustainable development, to allow even more efficient agricultural systems like without waste, recycling process and all of this stuff. This is one thing that I mentioned for you in the, in the topic of space agriculture. And as Jirinata has mentioned it in the topic of space mining and in, in the in the topic which is related to space. We have that knowledge. We need to spread that knowledge in a way that people will know that space is not a waste of time, a waste of money. No, it allows us like to change that universe of possibilities as i mentioned like to really show people that it's not one seed that we can make grow it's a lot of seeds and we just need to like take care of that seed allow that plant to grow and then once, once a while like after a while you no, know, like this is a process i i want. Grow that seed that put that seed on on, or like grow now and I will harvest today. No, this is a process. Like after a while, we will we will be able to harvest all of these solutions that space are allowing us, like the dreams, like making that dreams to become accomplishments. So well said, but from your side, Jirna
0: yeah really uh, really yeah yeah this 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 words came from my heart because like let's say when we guys were studying we had very limited access towards space and everything was happening in the closed space you know like very close space very less people who are interested in space a lot of people like talking that like talking bad about space that they are spending more money on space but the space, as you say, it's bringing, bringing us, you know, like, like a lot of technologies which, which are being used, in the, used for the mankind in Earth. And what happens in the middle is that people are failing to educate more people in the space industry. And that's where we are losing, losing the future generation who are interested in space industry. We, we have to talk for this. Like, I mean, if, if it's not us, who are the ones who are going to like make make the future generation like sow the seeds and uh, let it like you don't water it you don't take care of it like you just say I'm in space and just you don't do anything it it's, it's not gonna change space space industry is like it's like a knowledge transfer every time as I seen like we, we guys are the ones who needs to make it accessible to everyone like the children like most of the children in the schools like. They, they know very little about space, but they're always curious about what they see in the skies and what they yeah. want, like, personally, personally, like, even still, like, before five, six years, I didn't knew this much of fields existed in space industry. Space mining, space farming, space medicine, space, space architecture, space mechatronics, space robotics, space automation, yeah. space mechanical systems, space control systems come on like orbital mechanics <laughs> A lot of lot of topics but no one no one is like no one didn't taught our generation about this this level of stuff. So we, we need to let the children explore on what they like and this this should be you know like like our our duty, from 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 the current generation of space enthusiasts to teach the children in the future. So we we guys are strong in that statement. I mean, like everyone agrees in this. Like uh, every every one of my friend in space industry will be agreeing this because we know the pain. How much we felt when we guys were you know like had lack of access. We had a lot lack of access towards the resources for space related uh, studies. And still we are struggling, but we guys, we guys should be the ones like the professionals who are listening to this podcast or the person who knows a professional who's listening to a podcast, can just share this information to share, share the knowledge <laughs> to everyone in space industry that we guys are clear in that. And no matter what, we need to make sure that uh, even if I'm not stepping on Mars, even if Debbie is not stepping on Mars, we want our future generation to step on Mars, not only on Mars, every, every planet. It, like, let me make a strong language here. Every fucking planet in the universe, like we want them everywhere. <laughs> so th- th- that's what we want to see, you know, like th- this is something crucial. So yeah, talking about the intense part, like, so talking about uh, the next intense part is that how these projects are going to help people back in We, you guys are spending more money on space, like a lot of people are asking me this question, I I get a lot of DMs when I share something about space, and people say that you guys are wasting money, like it's not going to help poor people like do you know any projects which you can just, you know, like show, like talk about where it has been implemented on the earth from uh, uh, which was going on for space?
1: So uh, I can mention exactly one project that is current. I uh, spin off from NASA, like they have allowed children to conduct research, Like like let's say, not children, but youth in the high school to conduct research, like really good research on space agriculture, uh, just with the propose to, uh, the to uh, look for possible crops to be cultivated there in the ISS. So this is a really interesting kind of like how to educate these children with space topics. This is one example, only one example, but this is really interesting because it brings the dream that children like to participate in space sector, like conducting research. So I can say to you, I started to conduct research three years ago, I was with 20 years. So imagine these children, which has started to, to conduct good research like this with 16, 17, or, or like fewer, you know, like, so this is, this will allow them, like, this is a thing that I, I come and say, uh, I come and say to, to my, like, my personal friends and like the people around me that I don't want to make people that, like, if someone passes to me, like if, if someone cross, let's say my pathway, I don't want that, that person uh, like do not change anything. I want that this person that has crossed my, like my life, let's say like that, that crossed my way. Like I want that this person become better than me. Like this is what space is allowing us. This, this project from ISS, I can mention, um, one, one another Brazilian researcher, which is conducting a lot of amazing things. His, his name is Rafael Loureiro. He is a natural astrobotanist. Uh, Rafael is really committed with researching about um, Martin regolith, like cultivating in regolith um, in soil simulants. Like he's a professor, a teacher, uh, and at his lab, with space agricultural research, like his lab, his lab has a lot of grants from NASA to conduct research also. Like he is like training the next generation of botanists. You know? he, he told me once, like Rafael told me once that, um, that we are losing people in the agriculture. We are losing plant, let's say plant people. Why, why plant people? Because like we are losing these people that want to get engaged with agriculture, with botanists, with, you know, like with plant science. Why? Because it, during the, the process of agriculture, like here in Brazil, it's really common that, like we have children, we have uh, like sons and, and daughters from farmers, that don't want to continue the farming, uh, like the farming activities of of their family, because for not, the idea of agriculture that they have is being like under the sun, too hot, doing workload like you no know, like making a lot of hard work like at the soil and you know cultivating that soil like a kind of it seems like painful for them you know but for now we have the technological support we are changing the way that we cultivate crops we have technologies space is like enhancing the technologies like space is bringing even is bringing even more technologies i can mention here one project that uh from nasa also like the biomass production chamber this is what was a project this project has, was implemented 20 years ago, like in 1992, 19, uh, like it was a project from NASA. The principal, uh, the main investigator was Dr. Raymond Wheeler, which is a well-known uh, specialist in space agriculture. And uh, the outcomes from this, that project still remains, For us now, like the vertical farming has started there, the controlled environment agriculture has started also there. So, you know, like that concepts, that ideas, that research, that knowledge, and then they was able to spread that knowledge, and that knowledge still remains with us. Like we are, we are transition, we are in a process of transitioning the conventional agriculture. For a more, more technological and sustainable agriculture, like this is the case, like where I'm working for now, like we are cultivating crops in like in the middle of a huge urban center, like in the middle of the city, you know, and we are allowing people to eat fresh meals, eat fresh crops, you know, like without any. Um, like pesticides or something like that. No, uh, wasting less water. Like I can mention that we waste ninety percent less water with a hydroponic system. With aquaponic system, which I was mentioned about, habitat, the, the abtatomat system, uh, the abtatomat system uh, save more than ninety five percent of water. So. This is huge. If we start, start spreading that knowledge with Habitat market, we are, uh, we are we receive students, we receive local farmers, and we are showing them that there are different ways to cultivate crops. Agriculture is not that thing that we are commonly, uh, usually habituated, familiar with that common agriculture, conventional agriculture of losing a lot of money, a lot of, wasting a lot of resources, No, and like degradating our lands no this is it it's it's changing like this is we are in a process of transformation of this agricultural systems so i am i consider myself as a responsible for spreading that knowledge with my research like even talking with a friend that has no background in space or agriculture or something else but i i have like have that passion that showing them hey what I'm doing is not uh, sorry about the term it's not bullshit No, like this is this is real like it's, let's say it's not rocket science you know <laughs> it's not that difficult it's simple it's easier than we think but we need to spread that knowledge we need to spread that and showing children not only children but youth professionals adults like this, is, this was a thing that I was recently talking with a friend about what makes your eyes shine. You no, know, like many professionals, like let's say adults, many adults, they have lost that bright, that shining in their eyes because they have loose faith on what they believe or not they want to like to pursue in their, in their careers, in their lives, you know. But children still have that, that bright, uh, like shining eyes because they still have dreams. They still have ideas. They still have like, the, like as I mentioned, uh, the sky is not the limit anymore, you know? And uh, w- this is also an- another interesting thing about mentorships. Like if we starting mentor these children, like coming to them and like spreading that knowledge, and talking to them about space, about anything else, agriculture, 3D printing, anything. Anything. But if we go to them, like that eyes will shine even more. And even one of these adults, if they see one of these children that are really pursuing their dreams, you know, like making what they want to do, what they love to do, this will let's say kind of bring some, some shiny eyes to, their, to these adults also and making them believe in again, you know, like uh, have, having faith in humanity, having faith like in our like in our starship in our earth ship, you know, like because we are in a process of losing that. But again, it's our responsibility to make that happen. You know, that's why it's really important. I, I will mention another another interesting thing. This I will be sharing this podcast with my mentor. For I have now a mentor from Space Agriculture Topics. Her name is Haritina. Haritina is like, I, went, I came to her just to know more about her knowledge about space agriculture. She has participated in MDRS missions. Uh, she's a, uh, an agricultural engineer. Uh, well, she, she's also like a TED talker. And well, she's awesome. And I came to her just to talk about space agriculture. And she asked it to me, hey, uh, with your age, if I had the opportunity to have something, someone to guide me during this process, because I lose, I lose a lot of time during this process. If I had someone that would guide me into this process, it, it would become different for now, for me. You no, know? like, She has came to me and asked to me, do you want myself to become your mentor? And I told her, of course. Like, yes. This is awesome. I wasn't expecting that. Like, I just wanted to talk with her. And Aretina, if you listen to this podcast, thanks again. I'm really grateful for you. And uh, I really want to spread that knowledge. And this is one thing that uh, she mentioned to me, just to finish that. Like, when she asked it to me, uh, what, what do you want to achieve in your life? I told her, my biggest dream is to become a future chief of a greenhouse on Mars. And she told me, you have a big dream. Like you, you dream big. And I told her, yeah, this is what I want to, to make for my life. Like, this is what I want to accomplish. This is the dream that has become a goal
0: and I will accomplish that, you know? Yeah, and so, we will yeah. we will be setting foot on Mars one day. And yeah, celebrating together. Yeah, <laughs> sure. and big shout out to all the women in space industry as well. Like as we st- as, as we talk about old space and new space, new space is more focused about women in uh, space industry as well that's really important which which we should give a voice for as well because you know like previous times the space was like only male dominant and now it's like being more open like more diverse to be honest like i will would, i wouldn't say like open as a term because more diverse we can say it's like you know like every word we we use nowadays, I would prefer instead of, you know, manned space flight, you, you can use, you can use a uh, crewed crew, crew space flight or human space flight for, for, for the example. So new space people are trying to, you know, like uh, bring bring more people inside, no matter their gender is, like no matter what, uh, what orientation, gender orientation they're in, but we need everyone to make these big dreams happen. So big shout out to all all, all the people who are working in the space industry and especially women. So, yeah. We all have
1: to make this happen.
0: Yeah, we we need everyone and we need some proud women who are strong and independent to make this happen, you know? Exactly. You guys know what to do. (laughs) You guys know the drill. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Okay. So, totally
0: agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I mentioned here good
1: women, good women that are like, that has crossed my, my pathway. Like, Luisa is one woman, which, which is like, she's currently an analog astronaut at Aptatmak, and Luisa is like having a lot of accomplishments in Brazilian space sector. You no, know, this is awesome. Seeing that woman, that empowered woman, like really making the difference in the space sector. Like we all have potential to make this happen. And yeah, it's, this is, this is space. Come on, yeah. this is and space. As, as
0: I said, we need to make, you know, dreams into go- goals. That's what we, our, our main focus is on. Like no matter your is, just in the space express. We are going yeah. to Mars. <laughs> We are going to Mars. Hop in, hop in the spaceship. Everyone is joining yeah. us. We, we are not leaving. No, no one is getting cancelled, or no one is get. We are not leaving anyone. Yeah. where you are just hopping into into the spaceship. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, talking about you know like spaceship. Like let's go a little bit towards starship. So, what's your opinion, like, on first few days of our Martian settlements? and how are we gonna survive with with less 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 amount of food and uh, the 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 supplements for human beings it's it's really important you know like in this case yeah yeah so you as as a as a researcher in space farming uh, what do you think it will be what do you think the pros and cons once we land in the mars and how are, how are our first few days, let's say, first 1,000 days or first uh, 5,000 days or going to be in, the, in a different uh, inhabitable planet like Mars? Sure. Uh,
1: well, like I, I will be starting with uh, the current ideas that are being spreaded into the space sector. Okay, And then I will be bringing more of my opinion In this process, because uh, like it's it's also another thing that I couldn't mention. Like we will only know that once we arrive on Mars. So this is a kind of we will be discovering during this process. Anyway, uh, for now we have Elon Musk, which is conducting great efforts, like in developing the Starship and uh, conduct uh, the first missions to Mars. First and crew admissions to Mars? You know, like it will be robotic missions. So, professionals as you not maybe will be contributing even more during this initial process, also.
0: Yes, um, why not? You know, like. I uh, can volunteer for SpaceX. Come on, Neil, and Just give me a call. Uh, <laughs> I just go down there. So, like yeah. I, I I can just be like a volunteer in SpaceX, you know, like, like an apprentice. Not, you don't even want to pay me. <laughs> I uh, can contribute the... my knowledge. <laughs> yeah.
1: And well, uh, this first crewed missions will be delivering to Mars. Uh Alan has has mentioned that he wants to uh send almost. 100 and crew admission previously uh, sent the first crew admission to mars so during these 100 missions let's say let's do this like kind of average number um of course they will be sending like like technologies for um oxygen generation for space mining in situ resource utilization um so a lot of technologies that will be supporting humans during the establishment process, during this, let's say 100 days, first days, or one or two first years. So these technologies will be supporting this process. Well, I have thoughts that during this process, they will be delivering like the minimal technologies, the minimal, uh, let's say, structure to deploy a greenhouse over there, or, or let's say, being more, uh, creating more expectation on that. Let's say they will be sending some autonomous greenhouse to start cultivating some crops autonomously. Like even the minimal uh, requirements. So I am, I am like just an enthusiastic thing, just an enthusiastic thought. But I believe in that. Uh, well, during this process of going to Mars, uh, for, do, for those who doesn't know, it will be a kind of eight, almost eight month travel, in like the middle of nowhere. So the astronauts during this eight month, you need to eat. We need to uh, start and conduct some like, cultivation activities also because it's really good for psychological aspects like to support like the mental well-being of the astronauts, like in a confined and isolated um, space, you know, environment such as the, the like the Starship. Um, well, and they also will be delivering a lot of pre-packaged foods like freeze-dried food, freeze-dried meals, all of these. But it's is also a research that are, was already conducted by NASA and other researchers. Like uh, once they package these meals during like, let's say one year or two years, these meals will lose their nutritional value. I, I'm not remember the like, how much percent, you know, but it's a huge amount, like, and it will it won't deliver the necessary amount of nutrients for the astronauts. So that's why it will be important during this process, this transitioning process, this travel, the astronauts will like we start eating these prepack packaged meals, but they they need to start eating like the crops that they will be cultivating. Also, I can mention the use of microalgae. It's another uh, solution, you know, like microalgae, like let's say spirulina, it's a really good uh, source of nutrients. Like it's almost 60% of, of protein, like at ISS, they uh, already uh, developed some spirulina bars so for astronauts to eat. So we, ha- we can have different meals, different options, but, we do not lose the need to cultivate crops, to harvest fresh crops, and have nutritionals and fresh meals for the astronauts, because these support, as I mentioned, the mental well-being of them. So once they arrive on Mars, they will have that technological uh, like support that has already, already arrived there. They will start deploying that systems. And I can mention that they will still remain almost again, my opinion, uh, almost six months until starting, like um, really conducting an operational greenhouse, like having a functional and operational greenhouse. I can say that based on my experience at Atatma, because many astronauts, let's say that the first crew, it will be like, I can, I, I can, I, cannot have a, a certain, uh, let's say, crew for that, but we will have some medical support. We will have like a, a medical uh, specialist. We'll have an engineer. We'll have maybe, uh, we don't know if
0: we, if we will have like an
1: astrobotanist or a space agriculture specialist in their first crew on missions. Yeah,
0: yeah, like, right. There you know, will be some engineers, maybe someone from astrobiology will be involving. Yeah, but exactly. not specific to a test for uh, That's exactly. Yeah.
1: So it will be a, a process of getting familiar with the cultivation system. Of course, these astronauts will be trained to that. But as I mentioned, they will realize what is cultivating on Mars once they arrive there. Yeah. We do not expect uh, like this, we have uh, like proposals the current proposals that we have is based on the experience that we have on adding ISS, on habitat Mars, on like on International Space Station. This is based on what we are having already have experienced. So they, we will only know that once we arrive on Mars. So this will be a process. For now, we have terrestrial uh, applications. We have the ISS maybe uh, in the near future we'll have the Luna gateway that will be supporting also this research like even on data acquisition like the systems will, will be uh, like will be feeding uh, like space agriculture systems like let's say for uh, for uh, artificial intelligence purposes like all of this process transition process from the gateway establishment of a Luna base the like the transition to Mars, let's say a possible gateway on Mars and really go into the habitat, this process. Like if we have research on space agriculture, this process will, have a, will uh, like acquire a lot of data that will support the artificial intelligence systems that will be supporting the activities of these astronauts. So I, I can mention for myself that I, have, I needed, I, I, an year, me and Professor Julian required a year of experience to really understand the system that we are that we were dealing with. So let's say that for the astronauts, it will be like maybe six months, like the initial six months, they will be supplied with the prepackaged meals, like the, the nutritional need will be delivered by these prepackaged meals. And then uh, they will be really starting to cultivate and harvest that crops. And uh, this will be a process, maybe it will be an exponential process because once they really learn how to operate the greenhouse, it will be like, it will be only optimizing it, optimizing it and like trying to overcome possible problems that will be occurring during this process, you know, like it will be easiest than really starting the process
0: of mitigating. Yeah, and talking about aquaponics, like we've we've been talking about aquaponics and we need to make sure that people will be understanding what aquaponics is. So can you just explain more about aquaponics systems? Sure.
1: Uh, Well, really uh, simple to say that aquaponics is an integration of aquaculture, uh, which is the cultivation of fish, and hydroponics. So, for those who doesn't know, uh, hydroponics is a cultivation technique which use only water, so without soil. But it requires a nutritional solution with the water, and it's also needed a kind of a substrate to like only to uh, make the roots of the crops like keep there, like keep, keep the crop let's say um
0: fresh uh, like
1: aligned. yeah yeah aligned. yeah let's say like that like to just have the crop over there establish the roots and allowing the roots to receive that nutritional uh supplement uh, so hydroponics with aquaponics we have uh, with aquaculture we have aquaponics so the aquaponics is the process of using the waste from the fish, like the, the poop of the fish, let let's say like in a common way, like the fish poop on the water, we give like the like the food for the fish, and they poop on the water. Uh, that that waste from the fish has a lot of um, like nutritional content, and uh, we have a process of um, like. Uh, we have a kind of a nitrification process, like using some chemicals, uh, let's say principles. We have the, uh, the cycle of nitrogen and we transform the ammonia from the poop of the fish into nutrients for the crops. So it's all realized it in a circular system. So we have the, the fish, they poop on the water, uh, we transfer that, that water to, uh, let's say, first we need to have a mechanical filter just to take out the, the that bigger particles in the system. And then we have a biofilter. That biofilter will, have, will, will establish some colonies of bacteria of nitrificent bacterias uh, that will transform that ammonia into nutrients for the crops. So, and then the crops, uh, once the water, the nutrient solution go to the crops, um, the crops allow us, uh, allow the water, that, like make, make the water cleaner, and then this water return for the tank of the fish, you no? Know? And then we like make this process again and again. So it's, it's a circular system, that allows us uh, more than ninety percent of saving wa- uh, like waters uh, that we save, and um, so we have also not only crops but we have two uh, productive systems. Like we have fish, we can have fish with provide us a lot of protein also for maybe for future astronauts. Like for those who will make this question, who probably will be thinking about this question, so we if we are uh, it's possible to have fish in space if, if you that are listening to this podcast haven't have this question for now just for you know this is a kind of a research topic also um, into aquaculture uh, specialists we have one specialist, specialist um, i don't remember his name but he's researching about his like he has a project who wants to send some fish to the moon and have having a system, a cultivation system with fish on the moon. We already have some, uh, some research at, at ISS uh, addressing like the like addressing the growth of, of fish, you know. So we are still like in a process of understanding more about fish in space know like it's just the fish are are, are, like they are really um like delicate yeah like it's not that simple to have fish in space you know and uh that's why it's interesting to understand even more and conduct more and more research if we want to establish let's say an aquaponic system on moon and mars you know so just just for you know
0: Yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got what's going on. And yeah, this could be, you know, like our expectations to have these things done before, you know, the first uh, few days before landing to Mars. We need to make sure that, you know, when fish fish should be alive uh, when we are in, in the Mars, when we start the aquaponic system, so, yeah, this this is something really interesting.
1: It's a learning it's, process.
0: Yeah, it's a learning yeah. process. And what are your expectations before, you know, like talking about expectations? What are your expectations uh, before landing on Mars when, when it comes to space farming? Like, what are the things we need to have in our checklist when we land on Mars? Like, let, let's say like when we guys are prepared and we don't know what's going to happen in Mars, but uh, but what are the checklists you prefer to have it on your hand when you're just... That's a day one on Mars, you don't have anything. And what are the checklists you need to want, you need to have when we land on Mars, like for the first few weeks? Uh,
1: first of all, I would say this is a process that starts here on Earth, the training process. The first astronauts will go to space, any astronaut who goes to space, they need to have a minimal knowledge on cultivating crops. That's why it's really important to have these specialists these professionals that can spread that knowledge that can like really, um, let's say, training these astronauts, these future astronauts into agricultural process. This is a very interesting thing, which Haritina has mentioned it to me. She told me that if I want to become the chief of the greenhouse on Mars, I need to know about plants. I need to know everything about plants because for now, I consider myself a greenhouse specialist because I understand about the systems. I know what is in hydroponic system. I know how to operate an, an lighting system, ventilation system, irrigation system. I know about systems like how to cultivate crops in an engineering way. But Haritina has mentioned it to me. You need to know about crops. You need to know about plants, how to cultivate plants. So this is not that simple. So these astronauts need to start training here on Earth how to do that because this is uh, like a kind of uh, critical system of of future uh, space habitats. Like the greenhouse will be a critical system. If they lose the greenhouse, so like, they will only have the storage, system, the system, the the crops, or like the meals that has in the storage. So now, what they do? They need to restart another greenhouse. Like this is like, it's, it's not that simple to lose a greenhouse over there.
0: Yeah, but uh, it's critical. I, <laughs> just yeah, imagine really losing easy. a greenhouse. Like you just have food only for a few I, days in your storage. Yeah, your no, for
1: food. Yeah, like. Blow in mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this is a process of learning, as I mentioned. It. Uh, the astronauts need to have to be trained to that. But uh, for now, uh, like once I arrive on Mars, uh, I believe it will be more critical um, like to establish the like the most suitable environment for, for the plants. This is one thing that me and the, 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 like the researchers uh, on bridges, what we are doing for now on our research, like because if we only have plants, the environment will behavior, we, we have one behavior, one specific behavior. If we have two plants, this behavior will change, like the environment will change, three plants and so on. Okay, now we have the, the need for a crew, for, uh, for astronaut crew. So if we put that four astronaut into that system, like the environment behavior will change again. So if we have the need of crops, but we, we put the astronauts inside of that system, it will be changed a lot. So. We need to understand the behavior of the environment. So this is a process that will be starting once they arrive on Mars. Like they need to, I believe the, the first thing that they need to do, like this is this will be a kind of part of the training, like is collecting reports, analyzing data, you know, understand and analyze and understand that data and like propose solutions. Like, okay, let's let's and I also have some not only the critical ones, but also some research facilities. This is also really important. Like if we want to optimize any system, we need to have research facilities that will address for the huge cultivation system. So this is a process for any, um, for any, let's say any farming environment, because if you want to optimize your system, and deal with the risks and deal and overcome possible changes, possible failures. This is a process of research, development and innovation. Like if we are here on earth, if we are going to space. So I believe this is a critical thing that the astronauts need to have. Not the systems they will have, the technologies. We already have technologies. This is like, okay, it will be necessary the radiation shielding, we know for astronauts, this is also required. The system, the, the like lightning system, the water, this is, this is like a minimal requirement. But if we consider like the minimal aspects of cultivating crop in space, we need to understand the environment of crops and we need to understand, as Haritina has mentioned, we need to understand crops. So we need to know how they grow, how they behavior on that environment, you know, and really understand the minimal like changes on crop. I I, I commonly say uh, human plant and technology interaction. So this is a, a kind of a a triangle of interaction. So the human interact with the technology, but also interact with the plants. The plants interact with with the technology and with the humans and the technology the same way. So this is a a human plant technology interaction. So this is a process of learning and learning that's why it will be still required the research, you know, like they need to understand that like in a better way. And they will only know that once they arrive there so th- that's are my expectations for uh, let's say for the six initial months of arriving on mars
0: yeah yeah coming to the final part of the podcast let's let's talk about some final remarks on uh, what uh, what what space industry is doing on space farming now let's have some final remarks and uh, final conclusions on the, this is like the last part of the podcast i guess we covered most of the topics for this time but yeah we will be coming again for another podcast with more elaborative discussions and all those things but sure. yeah like yeah for, for now we just thought of covering all these basic topics and uh, To let you guys, you know, like the people who are listening to the podcast, we don't want to want to scare you out with with a lot of technical stuff. But, you know, we want you guys to be in the flow when you're listening to the podcast. So, yeah, Debbie, you can just say your final remarks on this uh, space farming and what Um, we have to do as, uh, you know, like people from space farming, what we have to do to inspire more people. And bring more people, sure. as you said earlier. Um, well, I, I believe uh,
1: during the process, during this podcast, we have covered like everything that I would like to cover during these final remarks. So that idea of spread our knowledge, become responsible uh, uh, of like bring space, like to really bridge the gap between space and society. Uh, this is a process, as I mentioned, we need to uh, really um, like wait, uh, put that seed to germinate, growing them, like taking care and really harvest. Um, this is a time, this is not an instantaneously process. It's, it's the man's time. you know? Um, this is what is happening on like space Uh, on on the new space era, let's say like that, like not only NASA is conducting efforts on that. Uh, We have a lot of uh, space companies that are are really conducting good research on space farming, you know. Uh, We have like some incentives made by NASA and the the Canadian Space Agency on, on space farming, like the Deep Space Food Challenge. It's really important also like, to promote that incentives, making people aware and also interested in the topics. Uh, this is really important. And uh, just to conclude that um, this is a kind of um, a general idea of everything that I have mentioned here. This is a sentence of Elon Musk, which I put it uh, like I bring with myself or everywhere I'm currently I consider myself as a backpacker like because like agriculture has allowed me that because I am I can go to different places conduct agriculture make agriculture research and space agriculture also uh, but I can do the thing that I really love to do which is travel uh, this is also an interesting thing uh, that my sister has came to me and asked why? What's your biggest dream? I told her that is travel to different places. And she told me, she asked me, is it not to become an astronaut? And I told her, if I become an astronaut, I will travel to space. So I will be traveling anyway. So uh, <laughs> this, this is just for you know. And uh, the, the final sentence that I bring to you is the sentence of Elon Musk, which says that it's possible um, to come on people, uh, choose to become like extraordinary people. So it's our, like, it's, it's us, it's dependent on us. We need to, if we want to become extraordinary people, like no matter what the place that we came, no matter how we started, no matter uh, where we started, but if we choose to become extraordinary, We have that choice. So if you choose, I choose that for my pathway, Kirina has chosen his pathway, and we we can become extraordinary people on what we are doing. And space allows us that, but as I mentioned, we need to spread that, that showing and show people that this is not for space. This is for everyone. This is for the whole planet. And we need to spread that this is our responsibility so again thank you very much Gina for having me thank you you all for listening to me as I mentioned i I be I, I, I was really enthusiastic in answering the questions because this is a topic that I really love it's all always good uh, to talk about space agriculture sharing that knowledge that I have acquired during these three years and This is only the start of this process. I am sure that I have a huge, let's say, space journey ahead of me. But um, I'm like, I just want to say thank you very much. I'm really grateful to be here and talking with you and like, yeah, having you listen to me. Thank you very much.
0: Uh, Thank you so much, Davi. Thank you so much for joining. You know, like me and Davi were discussing for like, two or three weeks that we should make a podcast and we guys were changing the dates all the time. Yeah, yeah. like our uh, schedules are really crazy because you know, uh, I work from nine to five at a different company and uh, in the evening, uh, yeah, you see like it will be afternoon in Brazil. So we, we guys yeah. are literally located in different locations which is like seven seven hours of difference. And yeah, we made it possible. Okay. Like, thank you so much for joining me in the weekend, you know, like in a, in a Sunday morning to make this podcast happen, you know, this My is pleasure. just, yeah, this is just, you know, to be honest, this is just what passion makes us to work as work, work on. Because as you see, like we don't see it as a weekend. We just, it's just a good conversation between uh, two friends who are, who are having uh, the same passion. We met, you know, like we had a lot of conversation about this uh, space farming and and, uh, space, like basically space farming and 3D printing in space uh, when it, like when we guys were doing in uh, Habitat Marte. But we thought of sharing this idea to everyone, like more common people, like the knowledge transfer should happen. As we said, like we should not keep everything ourselves and keep it and talking about space farming i'm expecting more in uh, space farming before landing to mars um, and as you said once we land there then only we will understand what's going on in space and yeah yeah as elon musk said extraordinary times need extraordinary people and extraordinary planets need extraordinary extraordinary space crews you know yeah. space, space space people so yeah like by by saying this I want to end my podcast uh by saying to th- thank you all for listening to this podcast till the end for those who are listening till now and yeah have a good time we will be coming soon with a new topic and I will be meeting davi in uh, in the new new topic as well and uh, I, you will be hoping a lot of people from Habitate Marte and a lot of people from different uh, different parts of the plant who will be joining the podcast and maybe even we will be having a multiple people like a lot of people having in the same podcast and it, it's going to be more fun to be honest we, we we promise that we will keep keep it more fun and a lot of knowledge is being transferred to everyone so thank you everyone yeah